from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist. Welcome to the Good Atheist.net podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, some crazy religious folks that we're going to keep... Well, you're going to have to get a little bit more well, specific. I know. What, well, what I was going to say is we're doing these profiles, if you want. I've been doing them informally, but now I'd like to kind of give it a name because I think it's important to identify the crazies in the group and what they're doing. What are they up to, you know? And there's a few organizations that are you know, already doing that. We'll talk about Right Wing Watch, their quality website. Their, uh, Maybe you could start up an association that basically pegs all these fundamentalists at their level of danger to society. I was thinking of actually making maybe potentially one of those fundy card games where there's different levels of power, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like Magic the Gathering, except for it's with fundy crazies like and Pat how much Buchanan power they control. has plus 10 against abortion. Exactly, exactly. Or he has, you know, depending on how much income he makes or how big his reach is, he has a power level of a certain amount, right? It's the geek in me. What can I say? That's the best way I can visualize. But yeah, we're going to be adding to the Rolodeck of of crazies, keeping our eye on these these folks because they're they're part of that similar movement, the new apostolic movement that I've been mentioning on and off. Even though I've sometimes gotten their name wrong of dominionism, not dominism, but you know, hey, you know me. You aren't ordering a pizza, man. <laughs> If you get the order wrong, man, you get in trouble. That's what happens. Uh, speaking of being in trouble, there was a fan recently who signed me up uh, for a group on Facebook. And normally, you know what, I find that an annoyance. I wish people just didn't do that in general. I just think that's just annoying. Well, it's just bad. Uh, it's bad. It's being a bad friend. No, no, no. It, it, it's just bad Facebook, bad Facebook yeah. for allowing that to even happen. Face a kit. That's a bad face a kit. Yeah, Facebook a kit. <laughs> I like face a kit. Yeah. It's accepted. You're gonna Embrace have to work it. on it. You're gonna have to work on it. We don't uh, have we don't have a good one yet. I agree. <laughs> That's what you're agreeing on. I agree on the fact that I agree on the fact that both of us were bad, and there needs to be a better one. I don't that. like your. I. I agree well, there there is then. there is netiquette. Netiquette exists, and it's right. probably face a kit. I'm pushing on it. I love it now. You, uh, okay. We must all sure. embrace face again. Sure, sure. Or maybe not. All right. Mm -hmm. I haven't decided yet. But yeah. yes, the group that was included was the Narcissistic Personality Disorder. So I'd like to thank whoever signed me up for that. Uh, for, you know, the only reason I didn't stay on the group is that I don't think it's a disorder. <laughs> There's no, no part of my life is harmed uh, by my slight narcissism. Ah, uh, but, but consider this. It might not have been a fan. It might have just been one of your friends from real life. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if you can track who puts you on it. Nope. Uh, so, I found it quite hilarious when I saw that. Yeah. Well, not everyone who's on who's your friend on Facebook is really your friend when you get to a certain size. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's the same people who will watch videos that I produce, uh, like uh, the, the the second part of the Moses story is now up, by the way. But in the first part, somebody was commenting, saying, that's not a coincidence when you're pointing that out. You don't get it. You just don't get it. I'm like, why did you watch the video, dude? It's not for you. 
Ce n'est pas for toi. anybody who criticizes anything. Ce n'est pas pour vous. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. If it wasn't for me doing this professionally, I wouldn't watch their videos. <laughs> I just wouldn't. Mm. Uh, but I do it for money. That's what I do. It's a weird world I live in. So, um, yeah, thanks for the group. Let's talk about... First, a bit of news. I, I, I wanted uh, the first part of the news that I want to discuss because a few people made me aware of this, and there was a lot of discussion about the American Cancer Society that had refused to include uh, an atheist group, uh, Foundation Beyond Belief, and their donation of five hundred thousand dollars because they didn't want to include the group as part of the the the, the folks donating. So the uh, cancer says no to atheists. <laughs> sure, people are dying, but fuck you. They, they've said no to a bunch of people. There was a uh, there was a news story in my neck of the woods, the ultimate fighting neck of the woods, about how they re how they uh, refused a donation from the ultimate fighting championships because they felt that that was also weird and controversial. You know what's controversial yeah. to me? What's that? Cancer Association refusing donations. That is a bit weird. I, I think it's it isn't when you consider the fact that. There are certain charities which are considered, uh, you know, the, the the rich charities, like the luxury charities, like, the one that just get all the money, like breast cancer or just cancer in general. Like, they have a lot of fucking money. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the other ones, not so much, you know, uh, cystic fibrosis, eh, who gives a shit? Until, until someone famous gets it, no one gives a crap, and... It, how many people get cancer? Like a lot. Like you, the odds of you getting cancer by the time you are eighty are one in two. Okay, that's the odd. Yeah. So. Back in the day when you used to die of cancer, people just used to say he died. He died. He got sick and died. Yeah, that was cancer. <laughs> <laughs> there was an error in the replication of your cells. It was deadly, fatal. It was one of those errors that your body was done trying to fix, and it was over. This is the disease we're trying to fight. We, we are trying to fight, in, in a sense, a proxy war against aging. And that's what the cancer is, you know, that's what cancer is to a large degree. Sure, it happens, though statistically rarer in younger groups, but we have to take a bit of the broader view of things, which we don't, because we don't operate that way. We operate with the emotional monkey brain. Be like, I feel, and my feelings are towards things that happen to me directly. God damn it. <laughs> Sometimes I wish we weren't so limited. You know what I mean? So that we that we accepted these flaws in ourselves. We developed like uh, systems to compensate for these flaws. I don't know. It'll be pretty ob uh, pretty awesome once we figure this cancer nut out. We're, we're getting there. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'm worried about that, actually. Well, you think it's just going to get worse? All the old people will continue to stick around telling us to do things backward? Okay, well, I don't want to get all science fiction-y here on you. But I believe that essentially the cure for cancer is the same uh, cure for aging. If you, if you unlock that chestnut, you unlock the chestnut of no longer needing to die. That, that's horrible. That's horrible. That would be the worst thing that we could ever do to, to ourselves. We would essentially be a curse, a bane in the universe, that if we just kept on breeding and didn't die, we would take over the universe. We would be a locust. You know what I mean? It would be awful. We cannot be allowed to do that. We would not, we cannot be the locust of the universe. Well, we would never be the locust of the universe. We're we're too pathetic to accomplish that. But Maybe. We, we we could definitely Maybe. locust up planet Earth. I could see it. So we we're definitely headed that way. <laughs> we have a bit of a scorched Earth policy. Well, what was it? A couple of days ago, we hit seven billion. That was the. That's uh, right. Well, no, it's on Halloween. It's on, on Halloween. Halloween. We do? Okay. Satan's Day, buddy. 
That's that's when seven billion of his minions are coming out. And before we move on, I do want to just this isn't a part of the notes or anything like this, but I just wanted to give a quick quick shout out to since we're talking about cancer. Uh, to alternative medicine for killing Steve Jobs. Congratulations, alternative medicine. Well, for for speeding it up at least by six months. No, no. Well, what happened was uh, he didn't uh, he didn't get treatment until uh, the cancer had already uh, moved to like basically gone outside that one area. Oh man! And it it, it directly because he spent that time not getting not not getting proper treatment because he was looking into the diet thing and. All the standard woo that people who don't want to go through the chemo go through before they go get the chemo, uh, the cancer spread and it became terminal and it oh, killed man. him. It was directly because, like it, at first, there was a little bit of whispering about it. Some people put some posts up on the internet saying there was a period of time. Then his, the autobiographer has come out and he's basically said, "Yep, yeah, because of this." Holy uh, shit! It was a direct result of the six to nine months that he spent between finding out about the cancer and getting it treated properly. Uh, that was what allowed the cancer to spread to the point where it was fatal. So, alternative medicine... It doesn't medicine, harm nobody. It doesn't harm anybody. Alternative medicine killed, uh, you know... You're, you're God, techies. Yeah. <laughs> you're techie God. Yep, Mac Jesus. Yeah. No, I actually... I don't think he's Mac Jesus. Honestly, I believe he's techno-Achilles. Okay? Techno-Achilles. Cancer, my one weakness. <laughs> All of our weaknesses. <laughs> right now, anyways. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, let's move on. I, I do want to talk about uh, this woman, Cindy Jacobs. Now, the the reason I'm aware of her is she's managed to pop up since 2008. This is as far back as I've been able to find some news about her. Uh, essentially, this woman is part of that new apostolic reformation. So, you remember that C. Peter Wagner guy from the last show? He... he his church or his group his 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 he is the foundation if you want him and his group are the foundation for this uh seven uh mountain dominionism where they 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 want to take over government so they establish theology schools ministries start raking in fucking donations going around preaching and shit like that with the very strict purpose of changing government now Wagner's involved in sort of like the American version, but Cindy Jacobs and her husband Mark, they're part of the Asia branch. So they're they they're they're often in the Philippines or um where else were they are they I don't know I want to say Bangkok. Anyways, they're in various locations around Asia. They travel around there spreading their fucking gospel and, and taking part in most of the T V programs that have been it, set up by American evangelicals in those countries. And are they they doing the same kind of dominionism where they're trying to get Christians into positions of power in the government and in education and other stuff like that? Well these are these are the same groups that uh like essentially I, I, it's hard to de- it's hard to determine exactly what level of influence they do have because these people are part of say prayer breakfasts and things like that I mean they have ears of actual second or third world leaders and this influences their policy decisions so uh, you know the same thing that happened in Uganda with the kill the gays bill this was pushed by an agenda from conservative American Christians that have political influence you know and 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 they're able to they're able to manage it very well despite the fact that I mean, first of all, if you look at Cindy Jacobs, the first thing that you would see 
you would underestimate this woman. She looks, she kind of looks like Marisha Gay Harden she from The like, Mist. She looks like the crazy lady from the Harry Potter films, the uh, the Nazi teacher. Yes, good lord, yes, exactly like her, but even with more makeup on, especially lipstick, just and 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 a jowly neck that it just hypnotizes you, and it's jowliness. But yes, she just. She she seems unassuming, and you, when you listen to the words out of her mouth, you you at first you just say this is a farce. No okay. one no one's listening to her. She she appears very much like a crazy person on the internet. You you type her into YouTube, and you will find a number of parody videos of people just mocking the shit out of everything that she says. Because I'd say that ninety ninety five percent of of the words coming out of her mouth on YouTube. Pure gibberish. The way that she talks is extremely disturbing. Everything that she says, everything. She says, it, it, it does, she isn't saying anything. The Lord's saying it all. The Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. The Lord says this, but let me tell you what. It sounds a lot like what's going on in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> she every 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 couple of like every paragraph she has to remind you. Oh, I'm not saying that the Lord is coming down for you Americans down here. It's I, the Lord is saying that the Lord is going to do that, and because He told me so. Uh, terrifying. One of the reasons why I started paying attention to her actually at first was that she had a video up. That said that the people who are in the Occupy Washington thing are actually... Uh, the Occupy Wall Street. The Occupy Wall Street, excuse me. Occupy Wall Street are controlled by Satan. And I don't mean that in sort of one of those, oh no, he's working his dark arts through manipulation. No, 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 no. These people have a very, very literal under interpretation of how spirits work in people. Like, they, they think that, say, when you use the word Yahweh, for instance, that has magical power. It has power, okay? I've been reading their documents where they're saying, embrace the power of that word. Don't feel shy about it. Because, you know, one of the commandments is that you can be stoned if you use that name. Nah, forget about it. It's fucking nothing but power. Of course they realize it's power because when they throw that word around, when these morons, when these, these people who are not intellectually very studious, okay? This is what makes them morons. It doesn't mean that they can't be clever and devious but nevertheless they're just like wow I, i've embraced the power yeah the power to tell you that god th this 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 magical entity that a lot of people fucking believe in has commanded me to do something you gotta listen to me surrender to my authority <laughs> it comes directly from magical sky man Yep, they, they've got all sorts of powers it's like uh satan has power on this earth is very tangible uh, so does Jesus Christ, and he's willing to lend you his power through prayer. Prayer is an extremely powerful thing. She was talking about, they're very serious about spirit mapping, which is kind of taking a look at areas of America that are that are under the control of Satan. And she, she was one of the people that said that one of the great things about Rick Perry's uh, Jesus Palooza was that they managed to erase the stain from Texas that Native Americans had left behind from their evil... Their evil ghosts. Their evil uh, anti-God uh, cannibalistic ways. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was one of her, oh, uh, one of her, one of her many uh, endearing statements that she made. Well, uh, I, I want to include... You know, before we go on, actually, I think it's important that we include... I've got a clip of sort of the best things that she said so far, because I think it's important for you to listen to all of it. I think there's probably about three minutes of it, so just bear with it. I'm going to give you the best of Cindy Jacobs in case you've never heard of it. Here we go. You know, we've been having demonstrations at Wall Street. 
you know, and we can say there's validity to what people are saying. People have lost their jobs and people are hurting. But the Lord showed me that there was a clear a power of darkness, as it were, that is coming against the nation. But in some places, it could lead to civil wars between peoples, between classes. So you study the area and you find out what happened. What did the indigenous people worship? Did blood sacrifice? Like we found some areas that are very, very violent because the Native American people were cannibals, mm -hmm. you know, and they ate people. You know, abortion is wrong, for instance. It's wrong to kill a pre-born child in the womb. However, we don't understand, not only does it hurt that baby, that mother, the family's legacy, it hurts the nation. Today, so many people say, well, if a, a woman has an abortion, that's between her and God. Yeah. That's just her. No. Or her and her husband. And, yeah, and therefore you have no partner. right to put a restriction or a restraint on someone from doing that. Yeah, because she owns Again, her body. Totally unbiblical understanding right, of right. Earth, because in Earth 101, you would understand any behavior that will bring a curse on the Earth, bring a curse on the land, and will impact me. I have a right, a biblical right, to cause a constraint on that behavior. That, that was uh, Mark Jacobs, because you have to understand, City Jacobs and Mark, they're kind of like a team, right? They, uh, they work together. To, in, in their enterprise of essentially dictating for everyone else how they should live. And I think that he, he encapsulates exactly the argument that the right is trying to make, saying, well, uh, you know, you might think that I don't have the right to do that. Well, biblically, I do. And the Bible is uh, the authoritative word, and uh, therefore, case closed. How can, I win, how can we win against that argument when well, they've already made up their mind? It's like, the Bible's right. Whatever else you say is wrong. You, fuck you. You can win against that argument because it gives everybody that doesn't believe in God the fucking heebie-jeebies. That's why. I mean... I take Cindy Jacobs somewhat seriously because she does have this kind of this influence, a ridiculous amount of influence that she I don't. She's second world power influence. Like I don't think we quite imagine what that is. You know, we might mock it and laugh about it here because we have the luxury of ignoring it. But in in the second world, those those that shit's real, man. That shit's real, and it's causing real conflict. People actually fighting and killing each other. You know, this the stuff that President Obama sent those troops in. To stop those crazy, like, uh, zealot, Christian zealots? Yeah. Ha second world problems. I mean, I'll always take them as an enemy over the some of the slicker people out there because we'll kick their ass. When it, when, when it all comes to light, she, the, these are the people that are going to make it possible for secularism to win over uh, evangelism. I know. I just feel like there's a there's a weight of responsibility on us because of the misery that these assholes spread. I mean, they they make people's lives worse with this garbage. I mean, not only do they have, uh, you, you, let's just talk about the psychological impact of most of what this crazy woman and, and her ilk try to say that number one you should have the fear of the Lord in you because everything that you do or most of what you do is shitty and God hates it like, he really fucking hates it Mr. Love yeah not so much that's his son call him for the whole love thing I'm in the business of smiting. He's, Fear he, me. He, Jesus is more good cop to, to oh, Yahweh's yeah, yeah. bad cop anyways. But, but so. God, he still has God power. He still has that sort of like the final boom. Because you know what? I think that to people who have this very 
very narrow view of how human behavior should should, should work. The Old Testament kind of wrathful God, man, that that speaks to them. It, it speaks directly to their mentality. No wonder they feel so connected with God. They feel connected with the ideas that are portrayed in these genocidal fantasies that we call like the the, the books of the Bible. Yeah, like that great child story where where God murders everybody on earth except for Noah. <laughs> yeah. But he puts a rainbow at the end, so you can put it in your child's Bible. Yeah. Just you know it's like one line. We were we were bad, so God drowned us. You know, I don't even know if you can actually say that in any way that will not freak out a child. Yeah. Remember that remember that time, Jimmy, where you almost drowned in the tub? Well that's what God did to you know, millions of people just because just they were bad. Because they went their bed, Jimmy. Or was it Bobby? I don't even remember. <laughs> I gotta stick with one, right? You gotta stick with just one. Not many, not Bobby, not Jimmy, just which one should I take? You gotta have one campy fifties name in your mind for all of these jokes. <sighs> I'm worried about using Jimmy because it's so much like... Uh, Everybody else uses it. That's why it's a good one. Well, it's because it's Simpsons, you know? I feel like I'm just ripping off The Simpsons. Everybody rips off The Simpsons. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> the Simpsons rip off The Simpsons. That's the saddest thing about it now. Mm. <laughs> now, going back to what I was saying before when, when, when I mentioned that Cindy Jacobs had said that the Occupy Wall Street people were satanic I think it's and, and that they were engaged in class warfare I think it's funny that a person who says that herself is engaged in exactly that warfare because her and her group are part of this 40 days and 40 nights occupy Washington to turn it from uh, District of Columbia to District of Christ so they want to go there and use their prayer magic power to essentially force the world to obey their biblical worldview for their own good, of course, for their own freedom. Yeah, that's the creepy thing about it, because I think we can all agree that, you know, something needs to happen in Washington and things need to change. But when the when religious people talk about it and the kind of reformation that they want, you, you know what that means. It means more of a lot of the stuff that's making America dysfunctional yeah. right now. These crazy arguments about abortion these these crazy these crazy moralistic conversations about about the economy like that has anything to do with anything just get your fucking country running bitch <laughs> stop voting on abortion yeah can, fuck sake can we can we have bills uh that that aren't focused on abortion and more focused on jobs you know can what do i don't even think i would care if so many of our fucking fans didn't come from there. Like, my paycheck is literally affected by this retarded bullshit. The value of your money... Oh, no, well, uh... ...is it, affected by this stupid crap. Whenever you see it, it it's... Because it, it goes right on the bottom line. Existence, the entire world, it's all just a big numbers game, right? So when the recession happens, you just naturally see the numbers go down. And then when the economy starts to go well again, you see the numbers go back up. And then when the economy starts to get shaky again, you see the numbers start to go back down. It's very clear that that we are all affected by what goes on there. And it's, you know, I try not to pay attention to, to North American politics nowadays just because it's too depressing. But uh, it's hard because we, we all got skin in the game here. If everything falls apart and continues to fall apart basically like it is right now because of the way things are being run, then, uh, yeah, uh, work on some of your survivalism skills there. People. All right, easy now. <laughs> easy there, Panicky Pete. Part of the problem that we've accepted and we know 
is that we, we okay this is going to be a weird conversation is that this was an article that was published I think in um, on is it Scientific American or anyways one of the big blogs which was saying that the problem with the economy partially is that there's not enough faith in it there's not enough belief in its value and therefore the value of the economy is suffering yeah so there's there's kind of like a weird conundrum and I think that it's a hilarious conversations because you know like as soon as you have you have the word well we need to we need to have a grown-up discussion about the value of faith when it comes to the perception of value right like religions have they they embrace faith because they understand that it has a value and everybody believes in something whatever it is that thing that you attribute value a belief to has value so in in that case for them it's god yeah but that will only take you so far as the as the faith actually holds through it's like having faith that this company is going to protect you from oh i don't know when you get sick they'll take care of you and then you get sick and they say no we won't all of a sudden uh your faith in 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 that company was uh misplaced and it's detrimental to uh to you very much so <laughs> I think what they mean by having faith is trying to make decisions that aren't based on the notion that based the world the is going to collapse in a yeah. few years. Okay, maybe sure. it's it's more of that whole let's stop saying that the world is over. Maybe can we just stop having the conversation? <laughs> and when it stops feeling like it might be, <laughs> oh, well, maybe it feels like that for us too because we're just so poor. That's why we we feel it more. And and you know what I think that to some degree as as atheists as as non-believers, one of the new challenges is poverty because what is one of the corollaries with belief? Poverty. All right. When poor people are poor, religious institutions around the world are still one of the only places that they can go to borrow money or to get a trusted uh, you know service. Well, this is this is what I'm this talking about when. When I talk about, I hope your survivalism skills are up to date. I'm not talking like things are going to go the road uh, or anything like that. Please, what a dour <laughs> movie, man. I'm just, I'm just saying Woo. this. We, we live in a money society, and if you're not making enough money, if you're not making enough to have a place to live and have, a, have enough to eat, then you just don't have that. These are things that you do not have, that you're not capable of having, because the, the institutions that exist, uh, that, that typically you would get money from in exchange for labor or services, are no longer giving you that much money. You're going to have to figure out other ways uh, to, I don't know, achieve shelter slash uh, food. Okay, but let me just... let me And that's just, that's just the literal... Let's just say this. All right, that when there was when the Great Depression happened, a lot of people's lives changed for a little while. All right, they didn't have the same luxuries that they were used to before. And I think that for a lot of us, we've been living in a world in which, you know, for for, for many of us, we live over uh, like beyond our means. I, I was watching this movie. I'm trying to remember here. What was it? Oh yeah, no, I was watching a show, uh, Breaking Bad, the pilot episode of Breaking Bad. And in it is this guy who basically has to have a whole bunch of jobs to keep his house and all this other kind of stuff. But you know what? He had a new car. His house was ridiculously big. And the entire time I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, the problem is that you live beyond your means. Way beyond your means. Why do you have two jobs? Simple motherfucker fi. Sorry. I mean, we, we have to accept the fact that we're just really not as rich as everyone said that we should be. You know, I, here's a good example. Watching Pretty in Pink. Sounds stupid, but it'll make sense. Trust me, Jake watches the movie, a bunch of stupid nonsense. In the movie, the girl is embarrassed by the fact that she's poor, despite the fact that her father owns the house and she has a car. 
bitch, you're not poor, all right? <laughs> you're not poor. This is our concept of poor. No, 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 no. That's not poor. Let me tell you, poor owning no assets. That's fuck. That that's a start. That's where you begin poor owning nothing of value. And maybe the problem a lot of people had is they bought into this whole notion that saying, I want to just have a new lifestyle. I want to move up. I want to be part of the middle class, even though you're making like still fucking lower class paychecks. I know, but this is the thing. Means. The middle class was there. It did exist. It, yeah. It's not existing so much anymore. I know, the it's rich not people ex- took your money. So, exactly. sorry, what are you going to do? Occupy, occupy Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, the entire time that you were occupying Wall Street, they're like, huh, what? I don't know what you want. You're so unfocused. Yeah, we want our fucking money without having to kill you. We want to. F- we, that's what we want. We want to figure out how we can get some of it back without needing to murder you. Yeah, without setting up the guillotines and uh, going all French Revolution. On I mean, y'all. Do, do you? I, I wish we could just. I could just open up this gigantic animated history book with pictures for everyone that they could just see that I could just project in the sky so that you could not ignore the fact that uh, for most of history's uh, the rich humanity, fi- humanity has had crazy moments where they just lost it you know what I mean just lost it you don't want to get you don't want to go there you don't want to go there where power just uh, centered on too few people and then the masses rose up and uh, took it mm-hmm. back yeah the whole remember remember the whole forming of the Magna Carta that was pretty bloody shit. It kept on getting bloodier from there. We we want to be peaceful. We're not asking for much. We want to tax you. That's all. We just want to tax you. Stop fighting us. <laughs> We're gonna eat you. But let's let's talk less about Wall Street. Let's let's turn back to this. Uh, well, because it's it's called forty forty days of light in. Of, in Washington, it's got it's very garbled. We, what the name I know, is? It's not we, forty days and forty yeah. nights. We, well, not. we have. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I know. But we have it. We have an audio clip. What is darkness? The absence of light. America, it's time to turn on the light. Forty days over DC, October third through 11, 11, 11. America! No, it's, America! Get ready! I'm gonna fucking kill you! You know what? Here's the thing. If there was internet back in, say, uh, a thousand, uh, you know, a thousand AD, when the Crusaders were riding through, slaughtering everyone, they, it, would they have played that video? Get ready! Christendom! <laughs> what is darkness? It's over there. Jerusalem, it's it is ours. Da, da, da. Christians, wake up. But yeah, just just Woo. to be just to be clear, that was not a parody uh, no. ad. That was that was a real thing and it it's called 40 40 days of light is the official name, but it's kind of misleading because it's it's actually not 40 days of prayer. It's 51 days, one for each day of uh, yeah, what the fuck every- is up with that? Why why can't they just figure it out? Because are they are, are they just obsessed with forty? Because the Bible is obsessed with forty. The truth of the matter is, this is a disorganized. Uh, it really and, is disorganized, and, and and not even that popular as far as I can tell. Movement when you try to find out more information about it, there's not a lot there. They don't have any proper Facebook groups. Their Twitter thing isn't all that. Uh, well thought up. My understanding, they from what I can tell, quick time thing that keeps going like dong on their site. Do not go there, even though there's a link. Don't go there though. There's a. Uh, 
as far as I can tell, I don't think this is an Occupy Washington in the same way that it's Occupy Wall Street because nobody Lord, nobody's no. actually there. This is all the general gist is you're supposed to pray yeah, yeah. about each state. There's no one going anywhere. There's nobody doing anything other. <laughs> it's than, easier that way. Uh, other other than praying. Ooh, That's, watch out! Use your magic powers. And every and every day, uh, you pray for a different state. And that's the whole idea. First state was Hawaii. Yeah, I pray I was there. That's what I find. Man, they, they picked even a bad state to start. Why would you pick Hawaii, Hawaii? as your Because it was the last one to join the union. That's why they picked it. Oh, so they they're picked going, it according to date. They're going according to the day that they yeah. got. Okay, so it's American hoka, history hokum. It is. It is. Well, it was, a, it was a bad idea because who's going to pray for Hawaii? Oh, they've got it so hard over there in their tropical paradise in their Eden of the planet Earth. Oh, it's getting really cold right now. <laughs> up, up, up in the northern hemisphere, uh, north of the 42nd parallel sucks my understanding of this group is it was created by some weird uh some weird musician guy uh to to shill some like a a concert tour that he was doing of christian music and there's a couple of uh, uh, the only other youtube videos on his channel other other than these 40 these america america darkness i need to dig his shit was uh videos of of christian bands playing in gymnasiums to like seven people so it doesn't seem to be all that that it's not resonating. It's not not resonating, at least not in any kind of no. real way. But I do have a list of some of the weird names for the for the for the different states because when they when they said here's the 51 states and each day has a name for that state. So Alaska <laughs> is the Alpha and Omega state. All right. New Mexico is the supernatural state. It is definitely the home of peyote. <laughs> Oregon is the state to throw Jezebel from the wall. Man, this, it, it, kill some bitch. I, I'm sure that's something Je- Jesus said or something like that. Whatever. Florida is first for revival, the forerunner state. Now, I, I it, number one for zombies. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're thinking because let me tell you what. I know we have an understanding that L.A. or California is the porno state, but Florida is where it's really getting fucking done. Oh, really? Florida it, Florida is a cesspool of immorality and sin. If there was one place that God <laughs> needed to wash over and to kill everybody... Who are you? Florida would who have to you? be... I'm just telling you what Florida's uh-huh. like. No offense to everybody listening no, to Florida. No offense to anyone who's committing hey, any, any Anybody living in Florida would probably send an email being, you know what you said on that show? That was true. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for saying that about Florida. Jesus Christ. Well, hey, I'm just saying it's not first for revival by any means. Unless they mean revival by the sword. Arkansas is the state of exposing and dislodging the serpent. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll definitely think about that. See, that's what Florida should have been. Yeah. Florida should have been like... It is the dick. Where Satan lays. No, where Satan's cock. That's what America is. Missouri, the show me your glory state. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I tried that on a girl once. Not successful. Indiana, the first strike state. Oh, yeah. first Which is strange strike. because Florida. What, what, what do the they mean by first strike? Yeah. Is that where the nukes are pointed? <laughs> What's going on? Is that it's where the Jesus nukes? You know when he comes down with his sword in his mouth. Yeah. There's no actual description of how large that sword is. I like to think that it's the size of a mountain. That a mountain sword. Yeah, like coming a, out of somebody's a crazy mouth. Zorgon head comes down from yeah. the stars. A big. It, it doesn't even cut you. It crushes you. <laughs> it can't even do that. It can't even cut you because it's so big. Yeah, it would have to be like Jerry Bruckheimer levels of action budget in order to pull off this mega sword just crushing everybody. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Indiana one does get kind of creepier. That's the first strike state. When you think of Ohio, which is the state that swings the sword. 
Oh, wow. This is where... It, it, do they have a lot of militia men there, maybe? I don't know what the deal is with that. that. Maybe they're creepy. talking about Ohio and it's weird uh, voting block and this and that. I don't know. <laughs> Maryland, last one, is I will awaken the seed, quote-unquote. Yeah. You know what? I think that if you jiggle the balls just right, you might <laughs> you might just do that. <laughs> the, uh, uh. the creepy thing about all of, all of this is... You know, and, and this is where I want to kind of straighten things out because, I mean, we don't hate religious people. Uh, we do mock a lot of their stupid beliefs. And, and you know, we, H- hatred would be so. It, it would be just too easy. It would be too easy. Like, I, I feel to some degree both sickened uh, and and angry, but also I feel pity. I I don't know. It's a, it's a mess of emotions in there. I feel I feel bad for the fact that we have to distrust uh, religion and not allow it to do, to do anything like we kind of have to. Because, uh, you know, when you think about what religious organizations could be out there doing, there could be a real force for good in this world. And whenever... Whenever that topic comes up in atheistic debates, because we love to have it because religious people will never beat us on it, is that is religion a force for good in the world? And we always crush them, crush them. <laughs> Destroy them. Yeah, absolutely crush them on that. And I'm like, how haven't they taken the hint that maybe they should go out there and convene with their religious buddies and say, you know what, maybe we should try to make it more of an obvious, on-its-face source for good so that when we get down to these niggling things like uh, gays are evil and, uh, you know, back in the 60s, blacks and whites shouldn't marriage and all I, all of the other crazy things, then then maybe they'd have some consensus for people that were just there because they were building wells now, for you, starving okay. people in Africa. Do you know who agrees with you that religion is a source of evil? These guys, the New Apostolic Reformation, they believe the religion is a source of evil. Everything else is a religion. They just have the truth led the way. This is true. That's all they see. So they, they agree with you. In fact, if you read their uh, Declaration of Dependence, there's a link to it in the notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three of them. They're quite lengthy. I don't recommend you read them all. There's some There's some elements, though, I will read um, just to give you an idea of, of how they... How they view the uh, what this whole process does? Because remember, these are people who think prayer has power, and you know, according to their encyclopedia of powers, this is, here's here's what you need to know. While many want to wear the label of intercessor, that's a person who can interpret prayer and then channel it, you know, like Goku and uh, <laughs> fucking Dragon Ball Z or Cindy Jacobs ah, on okay. YouTube. Yeah. Few are willing to pay the price to hear the still small voice of God. The intercessor petitions the throne of God with the desires of God for his people. It is not asking I know it is not about asking God for selfish desires that can be used for our own lust. It is about discerning the will of God and then giving him arguments and petitioning him to implement his will on earth. It's Which, about trying to convince God that he's awesome and that all his decisions are right. It's really creepy when religious jumps over that that area from living a good life to making it, to to trying to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. Whoa, whoa, slow down there, buddy. So what you're saying is that you're essentially a cheerleader for God, but that you're you're calling all the plays. Yeah, that sounds kind of weird. Um <clears throat> A true intercessor prays God's work. <laughs> a true intercessor prays God's word back to him. Since God seeks voluntary lovers, we have the opportunity. We have the opportunity to cooperate with him, to implement his will on earth. 
Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven is not an empty platitude. It is the vision statement for God's original intent for mankind. So, just to reiterate, it's essentially saying, well, you see, I'm just going to trumpet God's will back to him and saying that he's awesome. And meanwhile, you're going to be listening to what I say because that's God's will and it's not really what I'm thinking. No, 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 no. It's, it's, I'm just trumpeting what God wants. And listen to the trumpet. And all my moral decisions are the right decisions. All and, of them. And all of, all of the things that we disagree with should be illegal. Well, there was one part where the video that we played before where they were saying, well, this was, discussing, this was a discussion regarding abortion uh, before with Mark and Cindy Jacobs where they were saying, well, my biblical right is to take away your right to choose to have an abortion. Because I think it's wrong, and that's my right to think that, and my right trumps your right because I have the Bible. This is how they view things. This is their worldview. Yeah. And the problem that we have, again, is that as soon as you try to have a conversation with any religious person, I mean, you, you can just do it, and then you'll find that the hardest thing for them to do is to finally be convinced that the Bible is just some fucking book. Some fucking book. That's it. That's it. Yeah, but, I mean, there's there's... There's good news for people out there who are frustrated about that, especially people down in the Bible Belt that actually have these conversations regularly. Do a, do a read-up on, on how the Bible was built and find out more information about that. And, and, and you know what? Don't even bring it up in an argument. Just start talking about it from time to time. Just drop those, those truth bombs down every so often. And it's, those are seeds that you plant that, that will just bloom on their own well i have to wonder if there's someone who's listening to this show maybe not this one because this is the bonus show but one of the free shows someone who is a believer who is just listening to the show who is trembling literally fucking trembling because they are questioning everything that they've previously believed i mean i yes it is terrifying but as anyone will tell you that's been through that it gets so much fucking better when you realize that, oh, it was like abandoning your belief in Santa Claus. Yeah. It sounds it sounds diminu diminutive from your perspective, but it really isn't. It's well, the truth. We kind of mentioned the fact that we think that, you know, people like Cindy Jacobs are intellectually retarded because of, and not overall, you know. It's not like they're drooling and need no. to be fed. It's not saying that they couldn't it, drive a car or operate complicated machinery. Different, different areas of their worldview are quite literally retarded by religion and you just have to you just have to take that into account so once once you no longer have those things confining you and once you're able to be a lot more real with yourself about reality it uh, it opens up a lot of doors there's i think you can read a lot into the mentality of these groups if you look at what they find what they repent for and if you go and and read these declarations of dependence where they say we depend on god for our freedom. All right, there's a couple things that you're going to note. Number one, their claim that Jesus is the only one that gives you freedom. All right, because as far as they're concerned, uh, earthly matters are inconsequential. What really matters is what happens to your eternal soul. And because as they view it, their Lord God controls this. This is the most fundamental principle of all. This trumps every other fucking need. While... 
all of us are concerned with our earthly existence of trying to say improve that they're like no you're trying to the 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 act of trying to improve upon god is one of the things that they repent they're like we apologize for trying to set up social um uh social safety nets for instance, by presuming that you don't provide enough bounty for everyone. The arrogance <laughs> of allowing a welfare system. We pray for forgiveness of that. Now, this is... <laughs> I think you, I, I don't think uh, I, I need to tell you where that's coming from here. Check this out. I got something perfect that ties in. Because uh, remember I was telling you about every day has a different name for each state. Oh, well, yes, there, there's, there's right. an entire, like, each day, like, prayer organizers get a big list of things they should be praying about and being concerned about. This ties back into what I was saying about wouldn't it be nice if churches were actually a force for good in this world and this 40 days of prayer thing actually made people think about i don't know matters that actually uh things that actually matter and and that thinking about will will make better for a lot of these people who are having problems but of course it is not it's thinking all about day. It, it, yeah. it's all about abortion and just the standard thing and 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 praise god and be afraid of satan and one of the things is in the, in their daily breakdown one of the days was to pray about abortion and they said, here's the problem. The problem is abortion. And here's how it manifests. It manifests in selfishness. Choosing convenience over truth. It's always that. Disagreeing with God that children are a blessing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously, you must. And fear. Thinking that there's no other way or no other option. And that provision will not come. So basically, being worried that God isn't going to take care of you. Well, the and state you're going to be fucked. Because yeah, this, 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 is, this is what I would say... Most of what religious people's idea of casual abortions goes like, holy fuck, there's no way I will be able to continue to survive the way that the world is if I have this child financially and just as far as being able to actually work and, and make any money. If I have this child, I'm fucked because I got nothing else. I barely got a pot to piss in. And religious people basically say, well, that number one is selfish. And number two, you're assuming that God isn't going to provide for you. That's a very fucking safe assumption. Oh, yeah, Invisible sure. monkey in the sky is not going to provide you any goddamn food. And you know what? Even when he did feed the Jews in Exodus, uh, as soon as they complained, he killed them. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, he's not really the kind of person that you should be going to the grocery store with. And well, you just got to watch out because one day he'll love you and the next day you touched yourself. So it's time for some smiting. Yeah. Or I you would, had a, you had an lie. impure thought. Remember, this is the fucking this is the god thought police here. Oh, you lusted after that really ridiculous smoking hot girl that walked by you for that moment you thought I want to bang her so bad. You committed adultery, you're going to hell. Shit. You got to nice. watch out cuz everything could be a teaching lesson. It's like Cindy Jacobs saying that, you know, one day uh God, birds falling from the sky is God being angry about don't ask, don't tell. And the next day, it's uh, it's because uh, because of go, don't ask, don't tell that God smote Japan. Well, that, or, or that's, that's, because, that's because Peter the, Wagner's fucking just talking because she has said repeatedly that she views the man as her father, mm. even though he's not biological. He, he, he was father. the one when we talked about uh, you know he said the emperor had sex with. That's yeah, right. Yeah. She has a similar. Japan is are the children of the dragon, and that's a sinful. No, the the children of the sun goddess. Who is no, no, a she she spirit. she actually said oh, that she they said were dragon. Yeah, children of the dragon. I, I don't know if associated. they can actually keep track of it. I don't know if they if they have a beast compendium. But I really think that we should put it up. You know, like kind of 
Dungeons and Dragons style, say, well, what level is this beast dragon? Look, when and you, uh, how many prayers, how many hallelujahs does it take to defeat this when dragon? When you're just spouting religious nonsense about why God is smiting which part of the world for what reason, there's, there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just whatever the fuck you feel at the time, whatever is going on. And to me, it's like if God has that much terrible aim to, to smite Japan over America's don't ask, don't tell... I'll take that chance. <laughs> it's a pretty good chance that he will continue to hit other places. Yeah. Um, here's another thing from their uh, list of, of things to repent for that I think t- says a lot about them. One of them is trusting in philosophy, human reasoning, and religion to try to give us uh, direction in life. And like, religion? Well, and remember, not, or, and not religion. No, and religion. Oh, remember, like religion these is- people view religion is being part of the problem and it, 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 which is of course contradictory because they themselves are but they would argue that they are not a religion they are the truth they are the truth exactly it is a it's it's literally a word play to escape this legitimate charge that they have at least that religion is bad <laughs> it's the only thing of value that they have to say they concentrate quite seriously on it in fact it's that's pretty smart actually i'll give yeah. them that that is that is <laughs> That's a, a lot of fodder. Fucking, it's a mind fucking a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You're like, hey, wait a minute. Are, aren't you a religion? Oh, no, absolutely not. Here's our dogma. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? Do you, do you want to talk more about Cindy Jacobs, or do you want to move on to the last thing in the show? I'm all good. Okay, l- l- let's move on to the last headline. Uh, I don't know how long the conversation about this will be, but it did kind of amuse me. And uh, before we used to do this, and I, I want to go back to it, it's like science headlines. It's not relatively, you know, related to religion and so on and so forth, but related to science and whatever thoughts are popping in my head. And there was one headline that came out recently in Scientific American, um, or I'm sorry, in Wired Science, that said that a, a study had found that meerkats, you know, those little things that look like uh, groundhogs, but they're in Africa. I think that the, the meerkat was Simone and Pumbaa there from, like, oh, okay. Lion King. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little monkey thing. Yeah, okay. All right, well, the, that, the meerkats are able to recognize each other's voices. So they have the ability, like we do, to say, no, oh, you, you know, that's not this person, it's somebody else. Just from the distinctive... Uh, parts of their voices, which starts to ask many questions about what, how much are they communicating with each other? How much are other animals, similar social animals, really communicating with each other? Um, and the one thing that I thought was really clever, here's how they found out that, they, that, that, that meerkats could recognize voices, is that they had two different locations, which were far apart from each other, of the recording of a sound of a meerkat that was known to one of the local meerkats, right? But they play the recording so quickly next to one another that it was obvious that it couldn't it couldn't be that meerkat because they they were too far away from each other. So then all of a sudden the meerkat obviously displaying confusion and uh yeah, that's how they knew. Hmm. Kind of interesting. We fooled them. It's the only way to know. But it made me think about this. Whenever we have conversations about hopefully one day we'll be able to communicate with life on other planets, we can't even do the basic shit with life that's here on Earth that shares so much of the same DNA that we have, even partially the same brains, we can't even communicate with them. Guys, if we want to just start pretending that we can communicate with other species, let's understand the fundamental principles of language, maybe. We have plenty to work with. 
plenty of work to do. Lots of work to do. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I think it's kind of one of those areas that science hasn't been too eager to to move into because we still have that speciesist idea that uh, no other species could potentially have anything worth uh, investigating like that. Yeah. Like, why would we ever need to figure out how to communicate with dolphins? Fuck dolphins. <laughs> Fuck them. Well, what are they going to tell us? How how wet the water is? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got nothing. We're so smart. Fuck you. What fish is tasty? Thanks a lot, dolphins. <laughs> God. I knew that already. I eat fish. I even eat it raw. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, you're right. I think that I think part of it is this attitude that, you know, maybe we can't learn anything from animals as well, which is just foolish. Well, we think we are so good. We're special than other animals. Look at us. Look at me. Like, are we done just patting ourselves on the back and saying we're so the best? Not so much. You know, if we actually lived in an environment where we could be, uh, I don't know, stabilized, where we wouldn't just completely fuck ourselves over and poison ourselves, then I'd say maybe we hit a slam dunk. Till that fucking day, we need to be a little bit less impressed by ourselves and a little bit more open to the fact that maybe there's a few lessons to be learned from uh, a couple species around. Maybe maybe the way that we've been doing things isn't the right fucking way at all. Like, let's, uh, let's expand our minds a little bit, huh? Well, I'm not expecting anything amazing to come from, you know. The meerkat situation? Yeah. Yes, thank you for downplaying... I'm My saying head, I'm science headline of the day. You no, I, I'm still saying it's cool. I'm still saying it's worth yeah. uh, it's worth investigation. But look, let's uh, let's understand that uh, just in general, understanding the way that the communication works and understanding the limits of of communication amongst animals with different levels of consciousness is an important thing to to understand. If you're but that's going to be the challenge we're going to be facing with other species and other planets. Oh, this other species, other planets talk is just fucking stupid. <laughs> Sorry, well, it's an xeno. Insert science name after it will be a legitimate science in a hundred years. I guarantee you. Let's look. If you want to be famous, lay the groundwork before you know the science exists. Biatch. It could be. It could be an interesting philosophical uh, discussion. But uh, I mean, past that, what? <laughs> I want to be one of those. If, if I'm know. not forward thinking enough to to recognize the fact that that's useful, pardon me. But as a skeptic, uh, I'm just going to leave that for the next generation. If it's anywhere near feasible or possible, or if there's any any evidence that there's anything out there other than bacteria at this moment in time, I hate you so much. Sorry, I hate you so much. Just poured a bucket of cold water all you over. You did. Everybody who had a boner for sploosh. Anybody who had a boner for for life out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, man. Well, thanks a lot for taking the wind out of that sail. I mean, hey, it's hard. I mean, it's hard for me to argue because well, what am I going to present as evidence? I, yes, you should be forward thinking and put your put a huge investment in time, effort, and energy in something that may not pay off. Fine, but you know what? I think that to some degree that's just humanity in general. That the the most exciting things always come from the the things that don't necessarily have a payoff. It's risk, and we're a risk taker. We're a risk taking species. How many other species risks their own lives and existence on the foolish things that uh, we just do routinely? Routinely, unbelievable. No one else. I mean, you if you look at wild animals out there, they run away from everything. They don't want to deal with nothing except for what they're familiar with. We're always looking for new experiences. We're always putting ourselves out there. We're fucking crazy. Yeah, to a certain degree, I'd say a lot of our success success probably comes from the fact that we try to be as 
not animalistic as possible. Well, we, we do, I think we benefit from the genius of our culture and uh, of, of the works of other people enough, and, and our society enough to be able to take those risks uh, with, with the knowledge that if I'm injured, I, somebody will take me to the hospital and I'll be okay. I have, I have things that other animals could only dream of. Could only dream of! Only the only ones that have something similar are those that we've enslaved. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our nature. That's kind of our nature. We enslave things. That's 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 what we do. That's what we do. All right. I think that we should uh, call this a show. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's a uh, bonus member. Thank you so much for your support. We're trying to get back into the whole producing bonus content, and as you've seen from the videos. I'm trying to create more awareness towards it. It's just, it's all part of kicking uh, this uh, uh, bitch in the ass, slaying the dragon if you want, and and getting more people aware of the product. You know, st st stop pretending that YouTube doesn't exist. For That's my a, new philosophy. For one of the largest atheist podcasts out there, we are surprisingly... Uh, invisible? Invisible. Yeah. That's just dumb. So, more visibility we figure is good and the response from the videos from the edits that i've put of so far have been pretty awesome and of uh, course we only get bigger with uh support from people like you so if you uh if you meet somebody who hates god say hey i know who hates god these guys <laughs> on this podcast you should listen to them hate on god they're they're hate on for religion because how can you hate something that doesn't exist well i suppose you, i hate i hate i hate uh, the concept of the christian god yeah. I, really I hate indiana jones 4 and it's and it's just a movie you but know? it still exists in a tangible way. Even Indiana Jones yeah, 4 has more But Indiana tangibility. Jones himself does not exist. True. Right? True. And I hate him for what he did to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, I mean, can you hate something that doesn't exist? Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. You know what? I hate... I hate me, the me, that didn't end the show well. I hate him. Well, don't hate him too much. He didn't do that such a bad job. I suppose not. It's not, it's not that horrible. With that, my name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good atheist day, everybody. Ooh.